Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode 111. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 110 with my theme of uh, all Polish bands. I really enjoyed putting that one together. Uh, and I think I got a pretty good diverse lineup for this one as well. So, let's jump right in here. We're going to Sweden. This band's been around since 89. They're out of Stockholm, and they are a favorite band of mine and uh, Justin's as well from Krigsgrav. This is one of the bands that we bond over because we're both super fans of it. That band is Necrophobic. Uh, a lot of people love the debut. I like the debut, but um, they kind of consider that to be like this classic, you know, they never really quite matched what they did with the debut, and, and I disagree wholeheartedly with that. Debut's fine, but they've released uh, some really stellar records uh, throughout their discography over the years. I'm going to play something off of the newest one. came out right smack in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, this album's called Dawn of the Damned, and uh, this marks the second album with kind of the returning lineup. The uh, returning original vocalist, and then the guitar duo that had quit for an album and then came back um, and the album they released uh, Womb of Lilithu that came out whenever they did not have that guitar duo I believe they had Frederick Fulcare from um, what is he from Unleashed I believe uh, he was the guitar player at the time and the album was fine it just didn't really sound like a necrophobic record so once they got this uh, duo of guitar players back uh, they started to sound themselves again. Of course, Mark of the Necrogram was the first record they released uh, as a reformed, revitalized group. And then this one is the follow-up. So Dawn of the Damned came out in October 2020 through Century Media. It is their ninth album overall. Um, upon first listen, it didn't grab me quite as instantaneously as Mark of the Necrogram did. Um, I think the excitement of having those guitar players back in the band added to that as well. Uh, Mark of the Necrogram was just instantly exciting. Uh, this one I thought was good, and then it took a little while to grow on me, but uh, over time uh, I've really, really liked this one a lot, actually. I think it is on par with Mark of the Necrogram for sure. Um, everybody's sounding good. The performances individually are uh, are very good. I think the drums are maybe a little too forward in the mix here, but... Uh, that's kind of been something that they've done a lot on recent records anyways. The drums are very upfront. But uh, yeah, this one has a little more variety in tempos and drum beats and things like that. So uh, I kind of like the diversity on this album. So here we go. Off of Dawn of the Damned, this is Necrophobic with Tartarian Winds.
right, that was Necrophobic with Tartarian Winds. Really good record, and actually they did um, a live stream concert during the pandemic, I remember, um, right at the beginning of it. I want to say it was maybe in March of 2020, um, things were first kind of shutting down, and they basically had a full-blown setup like lights and sound and it was all going to be professionally done professionally shot uh, it was in a empty music venue that they had rented out uh, they really went all out for it and it was supposed to be live streamed and um, I was raring to go I got up early in the morning I remembered to to stream it and um, they had some sort of technical issue where like everything failed right before they were supposed to go live and there was this delay, and everybody you could see in the little feed was just saying, what the hell's the holdup here? And then finally they came out, and they played a whole set, but it was like cell phone camera footage that we were seeing on the live stream. So the sound was rough, of course. It was just like any, any YouTube video you've ever seen of a fan that's filming a concert or something like that. So they explained themselves the following day that there was some sort of catastrophic, you know, failure of equipment there uh, when it came to the the recording and streaming and everything so they just didn't they didn't want to just cancel it outright they wanted to just give the people something so they had somebody stream it live uh, just filming it with their phone and I saved it I still I streamed it and I recorded it and saved it and I've actually gone back and watched it a couple of times and the sound is rough but it was a damn good performance so I'm kind of glad that I watched and glad that I kept it uh, it just sucks that they put that much effort into it for, for nothing, really. But hopefully they'll do another one in the future and it'll all work out better because I would love to see that. Uh, all right, we're staying in Sweden here. This is a very new band, been around since 2020, uh, formed by Matthias Norman, the brother of um, Frederick Norman. Uh, they were both probably best known for being members of Catatonia. Uh, Matthias joined in the 2000s there uh, on bass and remained their bass player for a pretty pretty good long while there. Uh, and then both of them had quit Catatonia at around the same time, I believe. But um, not really sure what they're up to other than like October Tide. But then, yeah, Matthias formed this band called Krypton. Kryptan? <laughs> it's K-R-Y-P-T-A-N. Um... And they released their debut EP in July of last year, just self-titled EP through Debimer Morty Productions. And it's basically black, it's just black metal. And uh, they kind of have somewhat of a Dimu Borgir and Throne Darkness Triumphant kind of vibe going on. There's not quite as much going on keyboard-wise as there would be with Dimu Borgir, but there's some similarities there. Um, so it's a short EP, just maybe four songs if I remember correctly. But um, it's not bad. I mean, it's certainly not really introducing anything new uh, to the genre, but um, it's got a pretty clear production and pretty good songs. Um, I'm curious how it would translate over the course of a full album, uh, if it would remain interesting enough. But for a four-song EP, I think these songs are pretty good. Uh, really weird album, not album title, song title here, but it is, uh, to me, the best song of the EP. So, uh, interesting song title here. So here we go from Sweden. This is Krypton with Blessed Be the Glue.
All right, there we go. That was Krypton with Blessed Be the Glue off of their self-titled EP from last year. It's pretty good. Um, I should mention that Matthias Norman is not the one doing vocals there. I think he's doing uh, guitars uh, with this band, but it's a, it's a three-piece. Uh, all right, let's move on to Thailand here. We don't say that too often. This band's been around since 2015. Uh, they released an EP in 2016, and then they were part of a split in 2017, but they just released their debut album in May of last year. The band is called Old Skull, and they have it all uh, as one word. Um, and they're part of what is basically like uh, the Thai version of like the Norwegian Black Circle, where it's just uh, a lot of bands in Thailand that are in that same kind of genre, because it's not a very big thing over there um it's a very close-knit group i guess of of bands that kind of stick together and they kind of have their their group that they call siamese brutalism is the name of their club if you want to call it so i wanted to make mention of that in case you wanted to check out any other bands that are maybe part of that scene um but yes they basically play a uh, pretty rough version of you know just old school death metal and they do a very good job of it so I happen to see this uh, on one of the death metal uh, groups that I'm a part of on uh, Facebook. There's just always people posting YouTube videos of like, hey, check out this, you know, uh, this was one of my favorite releases from last year. Check it out if you haven't heard it, that type of thing. So I checked it out and I enjoyed it. So the album is called Nether Hollow of No Return, has some excellent album art. Uh, that came out through Inhuman Assault Productions, which is a uh, Thai label. But as I said, it came out in May of last year, and it seems to have gotten some uh, some good praise from those who were kind of in the know. But it's good. It's very good. And as most, you know, old-school death metal bands are, um, more, more modern-day old-school <laughs> death metal bands, uh, it's not really intending to reinvent the genre or anything like that. It's more of just kind of paying tribute to uh, bands that came before you, basically. So they do a good job of it. So, off of their debut album, Nether Hollow of No Return, this is Old Skull with Murky Waters.
right, there we go. From Thailand, that is Old Skull with Murky Waters. That's a really good song, and I always get a certain satisfaction whenever I listen to an album on YouTube, let's say. And I will, you know, listen through the album, and I'll kind of pick, like, which one was my favorite, or which one really stood out to me as being uh, one of the more memorable ones. And I'll pick one to play on the episode, and then one thing I do is... Before I record any episode, I usually make a Spotify playlist just for me. It's a private playlist of the songs in the order that I think I want them for the episode. And I listen through it just to see how it flows, you know. And and yeah, so whenever I was finding this song to put on the playlist on Spotify, it was actually their number one, like, most played song so it just there's a certain satisfaction whenever the one that i've gravitated to uh, i'm not the only one that likes that one (laughs) i don't know i think it's kind of cool whenever i pick one and then i see that like oh that's like their hit so to speak um all right we're going to quebec canada here they've always had a pretty vibrant scene uh throughout the 80s and 90s well up until now really i mean there's still plenty of bands coming out of there but uh, this band's been around since 82 i'm sure you know where i'm going with this one that band is voivod and of course they were more uh rooted in thrash in the 80s releases but then by the time they got to um well really dimension hatros was was a bit off the wall uh as well but then definitely by the time they got to uh, nothing face um that they were full-blown like experimental borderline like proggy avant-garde metal at that point like the thrash vibe was pretty much gone um but then of course you know the death of uh, the original guitar player piggy uh, some people thought that might leave a pretty big void in their sound if they could recapture their old sound at all that would be a miracle but um they really filled the void very well with uh, what the hell's his name Dan oh what's his last name he played with cryptopsy for a bit as well so you know he's got some some wicked chops there but uh, I don't know why I can't it's right on the tip of my tongue too I can't believe I can't think of it right now but uh, he really understood the assignment as the as the kids say these days um, he really captured the essence of what Voivod guitar playing is supposed to be and uh, the songs that he's written for the last three records um, have been excellent I think and it's up there among their best material the last album uh, The Wake was so good and uh, but they're coming out with a new one that's actually coming out uh, well tomorrow I'm recording this on Thursday so by tomorrow uh, February 11th this new album Synchro Anarchy will be released their 15th album and that's coming out through century media um up to this point obviously it'll be released by the time you hear this episode but um up to this point they had released three singles and this one um stood out to me as a favorite the title track is pretty good too but this one i I just really like a lot vocally they've never really been my cup of tea i'm not a big fan of his voice but um it's just so interesting musically um that i just dig it so off of the new album Synchro Anarchy, this is Voivod with Paranormalium.
right, that was Voivod from Quebec with Paranormalium off of their new album Synchro Anarchy. Daniel Mongrain. I kept wanting to say like LaGrave or LaGrange or something like that, and it's Mongrain. Daniel Mongrain's the name of the guitar player. Jesus, I don't know why that was such a chore for me to remember. All right, we're going to Germany here. This is a three-piece band that has been around since 2015. Um, although I think the third member is kind of in limbo right now. He's kind of, uh, if you look him up on uh, Metal Archives, he just kind of has a question mark <laughs> next to his name of just like, I'm not sure if he's still in it or not. But as of, uh, as of now, as far as I'm concerned, they're still a three-piece band. That band is called The Spirit. And I've played them once before uh, on the podcast. And actually, I had posted on um, on Facebook once asking what bands that you guys had not heard before that you first heard on the podcast that you've since you know become a fan of. And I had a few responses there. And my friend Claudia actually referenced this band as being one that was kind of a, a pleasant surprise uh, for her. So... Um, they just put out a new single, so I definitely wanted to play it. It is very good. It picks up right where the last album left off. They play a very, um, very good melodic black metal, not quite in the vein of like dissection, but kind of close to that. You know what I mean? Like that kind of Nagelfar vibe to it. Um, but their last album was great. Their first album was great too. But this third album is coming out on April 1st. It's called Of Clarity and Galactic Structures. That's coming out through AOP Records. Um, stunning cover art. They just released that as well whenever they released this first single. Uh, a little bit long. I want to say this is around a seven-minute tune, but uh, it's great. To me, there's, it doesn't get boring at all. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, and they released the um, uh, title track. That's the words I'm looking for. Jeez. But yes, uh, definitely looking forward to this. As I said, the second album uh, was one that I really, really liked a lot. So I'm looking forward to this. So again, the album comes out on April 1st. Here we go from Germany. This is The Spirit with Of Clarity and Galactic Structures. I withdraw from this world and the tragedy of life. Embrace the unknown. I clear my mind and free my soul. Floating away. I withdraw from this world. Your foolish beliefs, mysterious secrets Escape the circle of tyranny And reach the moment of clarity Clear 
Alright. That was The Spirit from Germany with Of Clarity and Galactic Structures. Their album of the same name is coming out April 1st, so be out on the look for that. Out on the look. What? Be, <laughs> be on the lookout for that. What the hell's going on with me tonight? I don't know what's happening. Alright, let's go uh, on to, a, I guess, technically an international act. They are primarily Romanian, but I believe they have one uh, British member in the band. It's a big band. There's seven people. Uh, they've been around since 2013. The band is called Clouds. And I had heard of them, but uh, never checked them out before. I really did not know what they were as far as what their genre or subgenre uh, was. Um, turns out it's very epic and melodic doom. Uh, there's a lot of you really don't get a sense of dread or anything listening to them. It's not very dark. It's pretty. Like, it's it's beautiful, melodic doom. So there's a lot of violin, and there's some female vocals in there. There's a mix between clean vocals and harsh guttural vocals. And uh, they'll go for very long stretches of time without kicking into any sort of metal whatsoever. It'll just remain kind of a very pretty acoustic passages or... Um, whole sections of just keys, very nice, light, airy keyboards and things like that with violins and, and singing over it and things like that. So it's an interesting group because there's really something for everybody in there. Um, they have released, they've, as I said, they've only been around since 2013, but they've released six albums already. So six records in, in uh, nine years. They've been pretty active. Um, I think they're signed to a label now, but this particular one that I'm going to play a song off of was released independently. I'm not really sure the pronunciation here, if this is what language this is. I don't know if this is in Romanian or what, but the way it's spelled, I imagine it's pronounced Despartir. That's D-E-S-P-A-R-T-I-R-E, Despartir. Um, but yes, it's just a band I'm not super familiar with, and I'm still diving into their stuff, but I'm liking what I've heard so far, but it's definitely not like an everyday listening type of thing. Um, they also like to use guest vocalists and guest musicians. Um, even though they already have seven members in this band, they seem to, from what I've seen anyways on the track listing for their records, they'll have, if there's eight songs on the album, five of them will have, you know, featuring this person, featuring that person. So, uh, yes, I'm not really familiar with this particular individual, but I definitely want to make mention of the fact that they're a featured, like, guest artist here. So, um, off of their album Despartir, this is Clouds featuring Mick Moss with This Heart a Coffin. Thank you. 
the black fog will surround it and will keep it cold just the way you left it just the way you left it and it will remind me of everything i've lost and how how can i not end my life when you are the razor slicing my face That was Clouds featuring Mick Moss with This Heart, A Coffin. It's really good. I mean, it's really well done. Um, it might not be everybody's cup of tea if you like your doom to be real just hard and thick and heavy uh, all the way through. I really like the uh, the variety going on within their sound. Um, but yeah, they got six records, so I have my work cut out for me to check out uh, the rest of their stuff. All right, we're moving on here to Bergen, Norway. Um, this is Abbath. Everybody knows Abbath, right? Formerly of Immortal. Uh, he had to launch his solo career in 2015. First album consisted of material that was really meant for Immortal. So it did have some faster material on there, but it still wasn't great. Um, the production was weird. The drums, I hated the drum sound. But overall, had it been released as an Immortal album, uh, I would have been kind of disappointed for sure. But um, second album... Uh, which the name of it is escaping me, Outstrider, that's what it was called, the second solo album, Outstrider, was decent. Um, I liked it a little better in the sense that he clearly wasn't trying to make Immortal music. Like He wasn't trying to copy what he did with Immortal. He was kind of doing his own thing. I say it's his own thing, but really it's a complete ripoff of uh, all the mid-paced um, Bathory stuff, you know, Bloodfire, Death Era, so it's been done before what he's doing, but uh, that seems to be the path that he's he's taking. Uh, so that album was decent, but it was a bit boring because a lot of the songs kind of followed that same template and same tempos and things, so it just kind of got old. Uh, so far he's released a couple of singles off of his third album. Of course, he had a bit of a uh, meltdown there with uh, alcohol and things like that and had to go to rehab. 
Not really sure how that has gone because uh, I remember him doing an interview while he was, uh, I think, fresh out of rehab. And he just talked about how much he hates it and how much he just wants to drink. <laughs> so I'm like, well, yeah, that doesn't sound like he's uh, going to be sticking to the sober life. But you never know. His, his will might be stronger than it sounded in that interview, at least. But uh, yeah, so he had that time away and now he's kind of revamped. Uh, the solo band and brought some people back and uh, now he's finally releasing his third record uh, first one was in 2016 second one 2019 and now this one is coming out on march 25th it's called dread reaver and that's coming out through season of mist and yeah as i said he's done two singles uh, so far that have been released and they both are pretty boring i will say but um they're not terrible, but they're not great either. It sounds like leftovers from the last album so far, so I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I was hoping that he was really, with the time away and everything, he was really going to come out all guns blazing for this third record, but it just seems very, I don't know, unenthusiastic, I guess. It's just kind of how his vocal performance especially just kind of sounds like he's just kind of doing it just to get it done you know what I mean it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of real energy and enthusiasm behind it but that could just be me so yes the second single that he released was the title track so here we go off of the uh, upcoming album Dread Reaver this is Abbott with Dread Reaver
there we have it. That was Dread Reaver by Abbath off of his upcoming album called Dread Reaver coming out on March 25th. Yeah, I mean, not bad. Not great. It's just kind of shoulder shrug for me. I'll still check out the rest of the album when it comes out, of course. All right, we're going to Germany here. This is a five-piece speed metal band that's been around since 2018. They don't do anything new, <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Um, if you're into that kind of retro vibe, this is for you. I'm not a huge fan of the guy's vocals, but uh, I really like the music. I've heard a lot of good stuff about this band. Um, you know, I'm glad I checked it out. <laughs> but I don't know how much I'll go back to it, put it that way. Not bad. But the band is called The Night Eternal, and they released their debut album. They did an EP in 2019, and now they did their debut full-length uh, called Moonlit Cross. That came out on November 5th of last year through Van Records. And, yeah, it's not bad. It's just kind of solid, very kind of retro-sounding speed metal. And that's about all I know. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm an expert in this band or their background or anything, but... Uh, I don't think any of the members in the band are, you know, members of any other bands that I really know about. So yeah, I don't have too much to say here. I'll just let the music speak for itself. So here we go off of their debut, Moonlit Cross. This is The Night Eternal with Prison of Flesh.
go. That was The Night Eternal from Germany with Prison of Flesh off of their debut album Moonlit Cross that just came out in November. All right, let's move on to China. We're getting some Asian representation here on this episode, my friends. This is a two-piece band that has been around since 2014. They did an EP in 2014 and then uh, took them quite a while to release a full length. Uh, They released their debut full length in January of 2018. And as it stands, that is still their most recent release. So they're taking their sweet time in between releases. The band is called Black Reaper. And they play a kind of melodic style of black metal. Kind of uh, dissection influenced for sure. And they do a damn good job of it. It's actually really good stuff. Um, I hadn't heard of them until recently. And I honestly can't think of how... I think it was just, uh, I was looking at some band and just kind of saw similar artists, you know, and they were listed in there, so I checked them out and thought it was really good, and then I was surprised to see that they were from China. Thought that was pretty cool. But yes, Black Reaper, they released their debut, as I said, in 2018, called Celestial Dissension through Pest Productions. And yeah, I don't know a ton about them other than it's just a two-piece band, and uh, I don't even know if they have live members or play any shows or anything. I have no idea. But all I know is I've heard this album, the full-length album now, and I think it's very good. So I hope that they are uh, conjuring up something else that they're going to be releasing soon since it's been four years uh, since this album came out. So off of their album, Celestial Dissension, this is Black Reaper with A Cosmic Illumination.
right, that was Black Reaper with A Cosmic Illumination. That's a really good record, and uh, it is out there on Spotify as well. If you want to try before you buy, you can listen to the whole thing there. Uh, all right, we're going to essentially the UK here, I believe. Uh, I mean, I know it. Uh, the singer is uh, is Dave Ingram from Benediction. Although he's British, he lives in Denmark, so I, I can't recall if the other musicians in this band are in Denmark or if they're in the UK, because he kind of associates with both scenes these days. Been around since 2020. It's a three-piece. Uh, it's called Hellfrost and Fire, and it's something that Dave has been uh, teasing for quite some time that's been in the works. He has a million projects, um, none of which are particularly active, playing live and stuff like that, but it's just seemingly every couple of months he's laying down vocals for some other project that's going to be releasing an album you know and some of his projects i really like the side projects like echelon to me is is excellent stuff um down among the dead men as well that one's a little more like kind of grindy and aggressive and really short songs and stuff echelon is more overtly satanic <laughs> it still has the old school death metal vibe uh, musically and everything but there's a lot more um, in your face like satanic lyrics and and sound samples and things like that um, he was going to do one called Troikadon with um, Carl Willits and Cam Lee but that they couldn't just they couldn't work that out like they were going to have it to where all three of them were singing on songs and trading trading off vocals back and forth and stuff and that kind of fell apart um, but yes, he's been teasing this for such a long time, this Hell, Frost, and Fire project, and now they're about to finally release the debut album on March 18th. The album's called Fire, Frost, and Hell, and that's going to be coming out through Transcending Obscurity Records, which is basically the label that handles all of Dave Ingram's side projects. Uh, they seem to all get released through that label. Um, but yeah, he's released a couple of singles off of this now. And I'm pretty disappointed. Like like I said, I like a lot of his side projects and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, this one feels just kind of sloppy. Like, I don't know, maybe that adds to the old school vibe. But to me, it just sounds very like thrown together, recorded in somebody's garage type vibe. Um, not so much with the production, but just the playing itself just doesn't feel tight and doesn't feel just doesn't sound good to me i don't know dave still sounds great he always sounds great but uh, yeah considering all the hype and stuff that he was doing for the last year and a half of talking about this project it's really nothing special like there's just other projects of his that i just think are much better but regardless it's new and um i want to share it so off of the upcoming debut album fire frost and hell this is hell frost and fire with legion of hell frost and fire that's not super creative but whatever Victory! 
That was Hellfrost and Fire with Legion of Hellfrost and Fire. Um, they claim to be like heavily inspired by uh, Celtic Frost, and I don't. I just don't. I don't really hear that in there. Like, and again, Dave sounds great to me. His vocals have have aged like a fine wine over the years. He still sounds really good, uh, really powerful. But yeah, the music just sounds like there's always these bands in the local scene where it's a bunch of dudes who are in like their late 40s or 50s even that form a metal band and they just dress over the top like they just the cliche of like here's how metal people dress and we're going to dress like that on stage and they really clearly think that they're just badass and they have awesome gear and they get up there and they just because they have a distortion pedal they think that they're uh, metal and they just play the most simplistic, chunky riffs. They're just kind of headbanging around up there, and they always kind of have their wives dancing around in the front of the stage, you know. That's their biggest fans right there. But there's always those bands, and this is what it reminds me of. Like, it's it's a shame, because musically it just feels so overly basic and not in a, in a good way, I don't know. Anyways, we're going to Russia here been around since 2013 this band is called ice flamen which is not russian but uh i think that's german for um ice flames um so yeah whatever but <laughs> but um they released their debut in 2015 and then they took a long time to release this follow-up um they're basically kind of uh, folky might not be an accurate term, but they're kind of folky, melodic, epic black metal. 
Um, they go for a more lo-fi production style, but not too harsh to where you can't understand what's happening. Um, but yeah, they just released this second album, uh, which translates to Follow Me. All of their song titles are in Russian and album titles are in Russian, so I'm going off of the translated uh, versions here. So yeah, the album title translates to Follow Me. Uh, came out January 19th through Depths of Void Records. And this particular song, the record is good, but I really just kind of fell in love with this song. Uh, it's long. This is probably the longest one of the episode. Just, you know, give you a fair warning here. But um, it's just really good. It's a journey. It's a trip, man. So <laughs> I've really just liked the record, but this song in particular just uh, stood out to me as a, a bit of a powerful statement. So... Here we go, off of the new album Follow Me, this is Ice Flamen with Unyielding Will.
Alright, I mean, how good is that? That was Ice Flamen from Russia with Unyielding Will. Excellent song. Really, really epic. Um, that record is great, but yeah, that song is, uh, is, is really good. I love it. Um, Alright, we're going to the UK here. This band has been around since 91. I've played them many times on the podcast. That is Cradle of Filth. Um, you know, they really kind of had that uh, resurgence there with uh, Hammer of the Witches whenever they got the two new guitar players and uh, just kind of revitalized that kind of twin lead guitar vibe from the, uh, from the you know, Cruelty and the Beast uh, days. And then they released Cryptoriana after that, and it had some really, really good songs on there. Uh, I didn't feel it was as good of an album, like, as a whole album. Uh, I still liked Hammer of the Witches better, but it had some really excellent songs on there. And one of the bonus tracks on there, uh, The Night at Catafalque Manor, uh, to me is one of the best songs they've done in decades, you know. And, and it didn't even make the album, it was a bonus track. But um was really looking forward to this new one. They had tons of time to make it uh, due to the pandemic and all of that. And Danny said that the studio was actually like walking distance from his home basically so he could just go over there and take all day pretty much just working through vocal takes and stuff so I really had high hopes uh, for the songwriting and for his vocals as well I, I figured he would really just be killing it vocally on this album and I'm, di- I'm disappointed this new album is called Existence is Futile and it came out on uh, October 22nd of last year through Nuclear Blast and I played uh, one of the singles off of it um, that they had released before the album came out. But yeah, it just kind of feels like with each album now, with this new guitar duo, the guitars are kind of getting a little more subdued with each release. And this new one, for the most part, is exactly that, where it's like the guitars just both with the mix, they're kind of, they don't stand out quite as much as the previous records. And just what they're doing, they're not really doing as much twin lead guitar kind of stuff um, that I'm noticing anyways. Uh, the solos are incredible, of course, but just, you know, the, the riffs within the songs, there's not a, as much kind of twin lead guitar harmonizing stuff going on as there was on the last two records. But um, there are a couple of shining moments. I really have not gone back to this record much after the first couple of listens that I gave it. Um, but I did just this past week, and there there is one song that really stands out to me as being a good one. But yeah, even Danny's vocals, I feel like, were better on the last two records. Um, which is so disappointing, because like I said, he had so much time to just go over it and over it and over it and get it really sounding fantastic. And I just kind of, I don't know, it just doesn't seem as good to me as the last couple of albums. But people really seem to be digging this record, though. So I think I'm in the minority a little bit here, but uh, this song in particular has what I want. It has what I need from Cradle of Filth right now. There's a lot better guitar work going on in this one. Lots of cool changes within the song. Vocals are better here. Um, Yeah, this is more in line with what I expect for an an entire album, pretty much. Uh, So here we go. Off of Existence is Futile. This is Cradle of Filth with Unleash the Hellion.
Witches must infringe his senses frost to override explode upon reality. I fought long lost, I failed to see. The forest for the trees, my fire and bread and die. I now behold and dawn and go with majesty. To never dare embrace it would be a travesty. Cradle of Filth with Unleash the Hellion off of Existence is Futile. Yeah, that one to me is right in line with uh, all the elements that I kind of want from a modern day Cradle of Filth album. Uh, that's more like what we heard on Hammer of the Witches. Um, Alright, let's go back to Sweden here. This band initially existed from 92 to 97. Uh, it shows that they reactivated in 2011 and that they are still active now, although they have not released anything, and I have not heard anything about, about them playing festivals or anything. I don't even know what makes them active uh, exactly, but the band is called Vinterland. And they really only released one album. They had a couple of demos in 1994, but they released uh, their one and only album in March of 96 called Welcome My Last Chapter. Uh, that came out through No Fashion Records, and really when you hear it, 
it makes perfect sense that they were on no fashion records because they kind of fit right in with all the other bands that were releasing albums through that label at that time it just kind of has that vibe to it but um it's mostly rooted in death metal kind of has some black metal vibes to it uh, kind of vocally but I, I consider it more of a kind of melodic death metal not in the same uh, way as a band like dissection but um it's just a little more straightforward i think it's just kind of a more hmm like a more melodic version of like the album uh north from here um by sentenced you know an album like that would be a decent comparison but it's pretty good this is an album that i don't really see mentioned much as far as like essential melodic death metal from the 90s or whatever but uh, it's a solid record it's one that i think probably should be mentioned a little bit more because the performances are very good i like the production it feels very 90s but i dig it so yes if you have not heard this band check them out because this record is very good so off of the album welcome my last chapter this is vinterland with still the night is awake
right. That was Vinterland from Sweden with Still the Night is Awake. It's really good stuff. It has that real kind of... That vintage 90s sound, which is just hilarious to think of the 90s as being as far away as they actually are. All right, it is that time where I must announce the final song of the episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, If you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And, of course, the uh, catalog of episodes is on Spotify as well, so you can find it there and follow it. Uh, If you have any sort of feedback or requests or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates uh, regarding future episodes or poll questions or things talking about, you know, themes for episodes, all that kind of stuff, it's all going to be posted on the Facebook. So please find the Facebook and like the page. All right. I'm already, I don't have all my songs ready for episode 112, but I'm working on it. I expect to be uh, releasing that on time in two weeks. Um... A lot of good new stuff coming out in the next uh, few weeks. So yeah, there should be some uh, some good things to pick from, I would say, for me. But alright, let's finish strong here. We are staying in Sweden with some nice, solid black metal here. This band's been around since 93. Um, they haven't really done anything since 2013, and that was an EP. The last full length they did was in 2010. That band is Sethereal, and they feature, uh, well, they used to feature uh, Christopher Olivius from Nagelfar on vocals and um, up until 2003, I believe, and they've had a few vocalists since then, but um, I actually first checked them out because Christopher Olivius was the vocalist. Um, I was a fan of Nagelfar and was looking up other projects that the members were involved in and saw that he was doing vocals for Sethereal, so I wanted to check it out just because of that, basically. Um, they, they weren't anything super special, but they were just kind of that typical Swedish black metal in the vein of, like, Dark Funeral. Um, some might even argue that the early Sethereal albums are even better than Dark Funeral, but uh, they're definitely kind of cut from the same cloth. Um, it's pretty straightforward Swedish, um, black metal. And I purchased an album, just kind of sight unseen. Um, I think I heard some little samples off of it and thought it sounded good, so I bought it uh, from a CD store back in the day. I bought the album End Time Divine, and uh, that came out in June of 03, and it was their fourth album out of six. As I said, the last one they released was in 2010. They haven't done anything since, but they are still listed as active. Um, But yeah, that album came out through Regain Records, and it was the last one to feature Chris Olivius on vocals. And it's good. I mean, the, the production's pretty powerful and thick. The vocals are great. The songs are pretty uh, intense. My only critique would be that a lot of them are kind of the same, you know, kind of tempo. Um, a lot of blast beats and stuff like that. So it can kind of turn into just a, a bit of a wash of, of blasting noise after a while uh, as far as differentiating between the songs and things like that. But this one I always enjoyed as a bit of a standout track. Uh, I still have this album as well. I got rid of all my CD cases and inserts and stuff like that, and I just saved the discs, and I have them all in these two massive binders in my closet, just as a means of 
not wanting to get rid of all the CDs, but definitely needed to save space because those CD cases took up a ton of space. But yeah, I still have this one sitting in the binder right now. So, Off of 2003's End Time Divine, this is Sethereal with The Underworld. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> 